What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. We've dug into one position of concern for the Orlando Magic. Let's dive into another. Why the center spot is both one that has a lot of promise and also a lot of problems. We'll get to that on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Magic. Today is September 28th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore O-M-D. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to talk about the Orlando Magic center position. Why it is one that holds a lot of promise, but also a lot of questions. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. A good chunk of this final week heading into training camp. We have talked about the future, not the present future, not the upcoming season future. We have talked about the future beyond, asking big questions about who this team is and and what they're going to do. And I believe we did talk a little bit about Wendell Carter earlier this week. As one of my players who I think has a lot of these both short-term and long-term questions to answer. A player who is really, really good, but very unproven on the stage that matters. Through all the Damian Lillard talk, through all the trade talks that we have had over the last week, and it's been a week full of trade talks, and I want to talk about freaking basketball, but it's been a week of trade talks. The question that keeps coming up, the question lingering in the background of, everything the Magic are doing this year is, well, is this going to work in the playoffs? Yes, whether the Magic make the postseason or not this year, and and we all expect them to do so. Whether the Magic make the postseason or not this year, the question surrounding this team is what will this team look like when they make the playoffs? At the end of the day, That's the only question that matters. What does this look like in the playoffs? What is this team as a playoff team? That is the only question that's really on the table. 
that really matters for this team's development, for this team's growth, for where we ultimately want them to go. 2030 is still seven years away. And, and if you're a longtime Magic fan, you know why that date is significant. And, you know, I, I like a lot of players on this team. But all these trade discussions have forced us to think long and hard about the players. About who the Magic might be willing to give up. Who is actually part of this team's future? And, you know, ultimately, Jeff Weltman, the guy who's making these decisions, has probably come to the conclusion that he's not ready to make that call yet. And that's why it's such a big season for a player like Wendell Carter. Why it is such a big year for him. Look, there is very little reason to doubt Wendell Carter and his place with this team. Questions that I've asked about Wendell Carter, about Marco Fultz, those are like second layer questions. We got immediate questions, got middle range questions. That's that's kind of where we're talking. Because regardless of anything else, Wendell Carter had a career season last year. 15.2 points per game, 52.5% shooting, 8.7 rebounds per game, 2.8 assists per game. Scoring average was a career high. Rebounds were slightly down, but not significantly so. He was more comfortable taking threes. He took more threes. He he did everything the Magic asked him to. On top of this, he was a fantastic low post defender. Someone who does a great job positioning himself to prevent shots at the rim. And even does a good shot at the, does a good decent job at the rim by at least some metrics. According to basketball index, opponents shot 4.30 percentage points worse than expected at the rim when Carter was defending and he averaged 0.61 rim points saved per 75 possessions. Of course, according to Second Spectrum, um, those both those marks in the top quarter percentile, of course, according to Second Spectrum, opponents still shot better than 60% of the rim, so a bit of a mixed bag. Wendell Carter has proven himself over and over and over again as just a solid player, a better passer than people give him credit for, a better shooter than certainly people give him credit for, although I, I personally think he settles too much for threes. Um, a, a player who can score and just be dynamic without getting in the way, without demanding a lot of shots. Wendell Carter fits wherever you need him to. The biggest thing that he struggles with is his health. And last year, give all the credit to Wendell Carter. He played through a very painful injury. He was playing through a plantar fascia issue. He's a tough dude. He will never admit it. That injury slowed him down. You could see it slowing him down. And he played through it, and he still played extremely well. So there are plenty of reasons to be excited about Wendell Carter. But the point that I made throughout the offseason, Wendell Carter's never played more than 67 games in the season. A big hurdle for Wendell, for, for Carter to overcome, a big hurdle for Carter to reach is to be available. To play, reg not he plays regularly, but... To not miss 15 games. To play 70, 75 games. That's not an easy thing to do, obviously. And he hasn't done it yet in his career. But a healthy Wendell Carter means a better defensive team for the Magic. A better defensive team overall. A more versatile versatile team as well. It means the Magic are set up for success. Because as good as Mo Wagner is, as good as Goga Batadze are, They're not testing for the starting center spot. They're not testing him. He is 
the best center on the team. He gives the Magic something that no one else on this team does. He's an excellent rebounder. Excellent defensive rebounder, especially. He's a versatile offensive player. He's a great interior defender, a great paint repellent, which is the Magic's whole defense. He is a big part of that. And he's versatile enough to step out on the perimeter, defend pick and rolls. He can do it all. The rap on Wendell Carter who's coming through the draft process with from Duke was that he was a jack-of-all-trade, master of none. And that was used as a put-down. It is not a put-down. That is his strength. But he has to do it for 70 games. He has to do it regularly, more than regularly. He has to be available for a lot more than he has been to this point. And then we get to the playoff question. And again, this is this is the, the big question. Is Wendell Carter the kind of center that can win in the playoffs? The playoffs are hanging over this team. Whether they want to admit it or not, the questions we are all asking about this team is what's going to work in the playoffs. That's all that matters at the end of the day. When we're t- talking about which players to add, which players to move on from, that is all that matters. If there's a reason why the Magic may not extend Markel Fultz, it's that reason too. Wendell Carter has never played in the playoffs. He is not your traditional athletic above-the-rim rim protector. He has great position positioning. He's great at blocking shots when he's in position. But he's not coming out of nowhere to block a shot. And I think the big question is, do the Magic need a guy like that, especially with Paolo Bancaro, who, you know, he's a good shot blocker in FIBA, but we'll see what he does this season. I'm not, again, like I've said throughout the week, I'm not here to say he can't do it. I'm not here to say trade Wendell now, it's inevitable. It's not. But these are the kind of questions that this season is meant to answer. And this Magic team is not going to get where they want to go if Wendell Carter isn't healthy. And this Magic team isn't going to know if he's the right guy if they don't get to the playoffs. Those are the stakes for Wendell Carter. The questions for this Magic team continue at center, though. Because, well, if Wendell Carter's going to miss 15 to 20 games, what do they have behind him? The very different styles of Mo Wagner and Goga Batagde coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends at DoorDash. Love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door? Of course you do. I mean, shoot, I got McDonald's accidentally from someone the other day. Um, I, I turned it into my front desk. The person that the person that ordered it did get it. Um, with DoorDash grocery delivery, you can stock up for the week or order last-minute cravings conveniently and get exactly what you want delivered directly to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to... And, DoorDash did not mess up that delivery. I want to make that clear. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered, or DoorDash will make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. Want even more value? You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders, with a Dash Pass membership, with easy substitutions right in the app 
and best-in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value and use code LOCKEDONNBA at checkout. It's a limited-time offer. Terms to apply. That's 50% off, 5-0% off, up to $20. No minimum subtotal and delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget that's code LOCKEDONNBA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. If you listen to me at all during the offseason, thanks for sticking with me through the offseason. We made it. We're here. The start of the season is just one episode away after this one. Um, so I appreciate y'all. Um, but if you heard me talk in June and July, my obsession, and I'll admit it was an obsession, my obsession was to upgrade the backup center spot. It's not that I didn't like Mo Wagner or Goga Batadze. I, I thought one of them should have stayed. Um, I thought the Magic should have kept one of them. I really believe the Magic needed a high-level backup center for the exact reason that I stated earlier. You have to bet on Wendell Carter missing 15 to 20 games. And I hope I'm wrong on that. I really hope I'm wrong on that. But you, at this juncture in his career, six seasons into his career, he's missing 15 to 20 games every season. Um, and so I felt like the Magic needed a starter-quality starter backup center. Wendell Carter missed 25 games last year. Orlando went eight and 17 in those games. When the margins to make the play in tournament are super narrow, look, you're not going to be better without your starter. Obviously, Wendell Carter is a really good player, top 100 player, but on a lot of these top 100 lists, everyone considers him better than Nikola Vucevic at that at this point, um, or most people do. Um, and Vucevic is still producing. Um, you can't go eight and 17 when the margins are going to be this tight. Look, Orlando went five and 20 to start the season. Wendell Carter missed a good part of that five and 20 start, five and 20 start as well. Um, but that's the difference. You know, again, the Magic missed the playoffs last year by six games and they were eliminated with three games to go. So they're really three games. It did not take much for this Magic team to kind of fluctuate in and out. Um, and it's not going to, again, it's going to be small margins. We're going to feel the weight of every single game, especially as we get later into the season if, if the Magic are where we suspect that they will be. And, and that's what you want this team to feel. But Orlando opted instead to run back their same crew. They kept Mo Wagner. They kept Goga Batadze. They picked up Goga Batadze's team option. They re-signed Mo Wagner to a two-year, $16 million deal. Both of these players are fine backup centers. And I, I think they're honestly better as third centers, but they played their roles very successfully. And, you know, you got to give... Both of them credit for playing well. Again, the, this is not that they didn't play well. They played well. But ultimately, what it came down, you know, what what it's come down to is that, yes, they're both pretty good players and they play their roles well. And Mo Wagner especially has, he shut me up a ton because I was really out on him after his first season with Orlando. He played exceptionally well last season. He proved himself to be a really solid spark off the bench. Last year's numbers, you know, was were pretty solid for him. Uh, career highs across the board, four and a half rebounds per game, just really solid play uh, on the glass, was a solid post-up player, cleaned the offensive glass well, 
led the team in charges. It's not nothing. Uh, you know, coaches love guys that take charges. You know, he is has his limitations defensively. Opponents, you know, among centers who played at least 41 games, he had the worst field goal percentage allowed at the rim, according to Second Spectrum, in the entire league. He makes up for that by taking charges, um, you know, uh, and does a decent job positioning-wise, does a decent job in the post, but he has his shortcomings. And look, Wagner's offensive game isn't super expansive, but he sets really good screens. We saw that with Germany. He can make three-pointers, which is a really valuable tool. And he finishes around the rim really well. He'll roll to the basket hard. He'll dunk. He'll dunk. He'll finish above the rim in that sense. He does some really good things. And Mo Wagner proved to be a spark. He proved to give the team just a little bit of an edge last year. When the Magic needed to pick me up, sometimes Mo Wagner would start stuff. And that would get the team going. That would get the team a little juiced up a little bit. That's not always a bad thing. Look, is Mo Wagner a long-term backup center option? I don't know. Um, I, I really don't know. He he played really well last year. He played really well for Germany in the exact role he's going to play for, for, uh, for the Magic this year. He is a very capable player. And, and one thing I think you like to have in bench players are players who are fairly consistent but also can spike up that can have a 20 point game on a random night. And look, Mo Wagner is really good at getting to the foul line on top of everything else. He had some games where he suddenly scored 13, 14, 15 points. And that changed the complexion of the game. There's a reason why the magic had one of the highest scoring benches in the league last year. Cole Anthony was a big reason why Jalen Suggs is a big reason why Mo Wagner is a big reason why. And while I think that the magic can platoon a little bit, I ultimately think Mo Wagner is who they're going to go with with that backup center spot. They like the energy. They like the edge he gives the team. And offense is probably going to be the bigger struggle than defense, especially uh, if Mo Wagner's in lineups with an Anthony Black or Jonathan Isaac. Wagner is certainly very capable of playing that backup center role and, and, and copying what he did last year. In, in, a, in an age or at a time when Wagner was kind of sojourning around the league and really struggled to find his place, he found a place. He found the role. He found the way for him to be successful here in Orlando. And he has taken that success and frankly run with it. It has been impressive to watch Mo Wagner. It has been impressive, to say the least. And that is something for him to build on and something for him to continue doing. That backup center role, though, is not fully accounted for. Let's talk about Goga Batadze. We'll do that coming up here in just a moment. Like when the Magic found Mo Wagner a few years ago, Goga Batadze was struggling to find his fit in the NBA too. The former first-round pick, drafted 19th overall by the Indiana Pacers, um, never really got playing time. Um, you know, there was some struggles adjusting to the NBA. Uh, he, uh, at, at a certain point, he, um, at a certain point, he did get some playing time, but Rick Carlisle came in emphasized a lot more speed and mobility, which Patadze didn't have. He's more of a traditional center. 
And Batadze's, well, I think he's got good mobility, certainly more than Shermardini, but uh, like like it like at the World Cup. But um, well, I think he has some good mobility. He's not much of an outside shooter. I think he's better than what he's shown, but not comfortable enough to bring it out in games. But where Batadze really stood out and, and what got him minutes when he arrived in Orlando and made him a part of this team this year, earned him a second season with the Magic, is his defense. He is an excellent defender, at least in the small sample we saw last year. He led the team in, in, in defensive rating. Opponents only had a 104 defensive rating when he was on the floor. Granted, offense was not good. We'll get to that. Um, but the Magic were really strong defensively when he was on the floor. He blocks shots. He defends the rim really well. He he just eats up the paint. He is an excellent rebounder. I believe he averaged 12 rebounds per 36 minutes for whatever those stats are worth. But Tadze does a lot of things really, really well, at least in the small sample that we got last year, 17 games. By... The midpoint of his tenure with the Magic last season, it was essentially by committee who was playing backup center. He and Mo Wagner kind of played depending on what the Magic needed. And that's that's really powerful. You know, honestly, like one of the big position battles, one of the big training camp battles that I am watching this this summer or this 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 week is Who's going to win the backup center position? Like I said, I suspect it'll be Mo Wagner because Batadze can be a little bit of an offensive drain. His offensive game in the NBA, at least for the last year, was pretty limited. Um, it was simply, it was really simple post-ups, dump, dump downs, some putbacks, offensive rebounds, and the like. That was kind of his entire offense. And so it's it's you know gonna be interesting to see how the magic use them. Now you know, like we talked about, the magic have some versatility with their with their lineups. They could easily play Mo Wagner some at the four. Um, you could see some Mo Wagner Gogo Batadze lineups. I don't like that, but it's possible. Batadze though is limited to playing center. You don't want him doing much else, and because he's so offensively limited, it's gonna be hard to find the right groups to put him in. However. I think in order to preserve the, the regular rotation, it would not surprise me if Batadze is the start spotter if Wendell has to miss game, if, games, if Carter has to miss games. Because he gives the Magic that strong defensive base, and then they can, build, they can have others fill in around him. It is an extreme credit to Batadze that we can talk about him in this way. And so, no matter how many minutes that he ends up playing, if he plays regular minutes, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 minutes, or if he's just playing spot duty 12 minutes a game, 10 minutes a game, 8 minutes a game, the Magic know what they're going to get from him. And they're going to be comfortable giving those minutes to him. He is not going to make those mistakes. He is not going to be a problem for them. And for a guy who's 12th, maybe 13th guy on the roster, maybe 11th guy on the roster. That is a pretty big fit. This Magic Center group has a lot of strength to it. It has a lot that it can build on, that it can grow with. Wendell Carter's an excellent center, kind of a new age center, not an imposing physical force. And, and, and again, physicality, I think, is just a general problem this team's going to have to overcome. 
not imposing physical force, but a solid backstop that's going to keep everything in front of him. He is a, he's a, he is Yadier Molina. He is a great catcher. Um, if that if that makes sense, Cardinal fans, correct me on that. Um, he's just solid. And then behind him are two really good options that give the Magic two things that they may need at some points this season. They may not be the best options. They may not be the best players, but they're solid. The question, though, for this entire group is what's going to stand when it matters, when it counts, when it's all on the line. That's the question. That's the thing that we don't know, that we're going to spend this season trying to find out. And I have my questions. This team lacks. You know, Jonathan Isaac is the best room protector on this team. He's the best shot blocker on this team. You know, Wendell Carter, I think, is an excellent rebounder. He could be better. Mo Wagner can absolutely be better on the defensive side of the ball. The question that these guys are going to have to answer, and the questions we're not going to be able to answer until April, so far away, 82 games away from now, is what's going to stand up when it matters. And I think if you are looking for a position that the Magic may have to eventually upgrade, center very well could be it. But for now, for this season, these this trio should help get the job done. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can go find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast and able to listen to my So listen on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can, of course, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. For my everyday crew, we will be back Monday to talk about what to expect from the Orlando Magic in training camp and for the season because Monday is media day. Expect an early Sunday podcast there. Uh, expect a podcast, hopefully, um, early evening Sunday. I may try and knock that out in the afternoon so I can rest up, get myself ready for media day. We are here. The start of the Orlando Magic season is finally here. We're so excited to get going and so excited to see what this team can do. So you have that to look forward to on Monday. Until then, enjoy this last weekend without basketball. Basketball is back. It's here. It's so exciting. I can't wait to talk basketball with you all season long. So until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.